0: This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 75. Today, we're going over March financials. I am Craig, your host, and over there, he is... Chris. Chris, how's it going? It's going well. How about you? Ah, Not too bad. Any... uh... Tales from the road this week, Chris? Um, I, I, uh, all I did from the
1: road was drive a trailer about, uh, 50 miles south. And, uh, that's all I've done driving this week. So not, not, a, not a whole lot of tails from the road. Hard to Pace make. yourself. Pace <laughs> know, yourself, it's, Chris. It's okay. rough. 50 miles. Yeah. <laughs> almost took me an hour.
0: <laughs> so yeah it was a it's a rough week it's for you a,
1: it's been a light driving week that is for sure
0: <laughs> well uh today chris we're going over like i said the march financials uh and so there there may be some things that we want to talk about before we get to our main topic though so why don't you uh tell me a little bit you you came with a note about the cvsa and i read that and i i was tempted to type it into google to figure it out but why don't you tell me what is the cvsa
1: the the cvsa stands for commercial vehicle safety alliance it's basically the conglomerate that um does most of the training for the enforcement agencies um out there that do like roadside inspections and they they have to for for a violation to go from a ticket Onto the person's FMCSA record, the company's record, it has to be conducted by somebody who's CBSA certified.
0: The uh, what? What has to be conducted? The like a roadside inspection. The inspection. Yeah, it has
1: to be done by a CBSA certified inspector.
0: And you say your inspection is coming up? Uh Well, no, it's
1: it's not my inspection. It's. Um, the CVSA every year organizes a, a nationwide road check is what they call it. And they do it over a certain, you know, typically a weekend or in the middle of the week over a three to four day period. And they just, they do a ton of inspections and it's all across the country. So like, you know, the, the Utah, um, inspection officers all do stuff in Utah and inspectors in every state are doing things and they just pull in a ton of trucks and do, roadside
0: inspection and so this is so this is a time when everybody's a little more on guard on uh, the road is a lot that more on guard. or
1: or and we'll <laughs> talk about this in just a second or they just say i'm not going to drive during that period oh really yeah a lot of guys will stay off the road during that
0: period and so this is a defined date then yeah
1: they 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 tell you when it's going to happen so it's not a surprise, and they even tell you typically what they're going to be looking for, and that changes every year. Like last year, I think they were gonna they were gonna focus on brakes and suspension systems, if I remember right. Um, this year, they are going to be looking at lights and hours of service.
0: Oh, interesting. So, so you that's gotta going to be their focus. You gotta have that log ready to, to show.
1: Make sure your logs are clean and your lights are all in working order.
0: Okay. Well, duly uh, noted. I'll uh, I'll make sure before I take. Okay. I don't yeah. Have a it, track. It, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things. Lights,
1: especially, it's it's one of the easiest things to fix. It's one of the easiest things to tell a light's either working or it's not. But it's um, also
0: it's one of the easiest things to miss, right? Because you can't necessarily see all of your lights all the time. You got to have uh, you know somebody helping you check your bag. You no, don't. Well, no, you, you do. Actually, I mean, you can do it on trucks. Your own, have
1: a, a system where you most trucks you push a button and it goes through a test cycle. Oh, so really? as you're well, walking okay. around, you can check. All your lights, so it's easy to check. It's just a matter of actually doing it and paying attention and making sure, you know, all the lights are working. And another thing that's really interesting with lights and and owner operators, the you know, owner operators take a lot of pride in their trucks. Sure. And so you know what they do? Uh, what they put a lot of chrome on them, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they, they put a ton a lot of, of running lights. lights. Yeah. So if you see a Christmas tree driving down the the freeway, <laughs> you know it's an owner operator <laughs> that owns that truck, and it looks really cool. But you know what the problem with it is? What?
0: Well, now you have... There's a
1: minimum number of lights that you have to have. Oh, okay. If you have more than that, those lights still have to be functioning. So for every additional light you have on it, it still has to work. And so it may be an extra light that you don't really need, but if it's not working, you can get a ticket for it.
0: So don't go over the minimum light uh, allowance or requirement? Is that that the lesson here?
1: To each his own. Yeah. Um, But if you're really trying to... Um, if you're an owner operator and you've got good control of it and you can fix it and you can work on it, absolutely do what you want. But if you are an owner operator and all of a sudden you transition to a driver driving that truck or trying to do that for a truck that is a driver's truck and not your own truck, I wouldn't do that because nobody's going to pay as much attention to that kind of thing as you're going to.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, (laughs) <laughs> owner operators and their sweet sweet rides and their sweet rides yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> be careful with those lights
0: okay so um gosh chris I'm, I'm trying to think if i have any other questions on that i uh, i assume you're going to be sending your trucks out on the road during this time yeah i, I have no stay on top of things yeah right? i
1: have no intention of, of skipping it for a couple of reasons one before before you go out before this week just have a mechanic look over the truck. You know They'll usually charge you about 50 bucks to do essentially the same kind of inspection a DOT officer would do. Have them go look at it, make sure your hours of service are good, and and don't be afraid to get pulled into a port. And one of the other benefits of going out during this week is a lot of people stop. And so guess what? I, I remember the first year that this happened when I was driving, I got the best rate during that week than I had in a long time because a lot of guys just say, Hey, just I'm not gonna go. drive. And so, you know, it's a function of supply and demand. And there's a bigger demand for trucks than there is a supply during that period. Because even if 10% of the drivers say, Hey, I'm not gonna go out, and you have a 10% reduction, that creates a constraint in the in the freight industry and, and, and is good for those guys who will go out. You'll typically get paid a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so I'll be very interested, I guess, to hear a- in June about May's numbers, right? You said it was in May. Yeah, it right? happened.
1: It's the 4th through the 6th of May this year.
0: Okay, so that'll be a good time. Uh, I guess, uh, fine, we'll let our listeners in on the seat. <laughs> get out and uh, drive during those days. Uh, this is your time to shine. Yeah, right? don't be
1: afraid to, to not go in. <laughs> and then, you know, if you're doing things right and you're good safety-wise, the other benefit that comes out of it, you get inspected and you get a, a good inspection report and that's beneficial to your company's um, CSA scores.
0: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. So do you, uh, I, I assume you make some special effort in the days leading up to this uh, to make sure that the trucks are in tip-top shape. Not, probably not just for the things that they said they're going to highlight, but for yeah. everything else, right? Everything,
1: Everything else then also your hours of service, you know, that eight-day period before um, the 4th of May, so roughly starting around the 26th of April or so. Um, just make sure your hours of service are clean, so that uh if you get pulled in on the fourth those eight days that the inspectors are going to get a look at are are looking good
0: okay yeah well they should make always sense. look good but wow well, obviously yeah. you're pay, right we on a tight ship right chris yeah, absolutely yep. <laughs> so should we do you have anything else on this topic or should we talk about some numbers let's
1: talk the numbers all right so what we're all here for that's that's right i think we i feel like we need a drum roll this time
0: oh really yeah that's good oh can I'm I excited. can I tell you a, a secret, Chris? I look. I don't look at the numbers until we record. I, I you know I'm, I'm looking at the intro. I'm looking at the the uh, what do we call it? The impact tip at the end of the episode just to make sure I know what's so coming we up. So you get an authentic but reaction. I literally have no idea. I have I have blocked myself from from looking at the uh, the the numbers here. So I'm I don't have a drum roll for cool. you, but I'm ready. All right, hit me.
1: So we ran 24,488 miles, which is, is a record. Everything this month is is basically a record.
0: And now this month, sorry, so just to set this up again, you've got three trucks now, but still two drivers but, or yeah, you're down to one?
1: Well, we are. So for the month of March, we had two drivers okay. the whole time. And plus on truck number three, I took one load. So oh, we, okay. had, we had one load on the third truck. And then two trucks running full-time.
0: Okay. All right. So I just wanted to make sure we had that set up. But you, that's still a record, 24,000 miles. Yep. Um All right. What's up next? How much of that was deadhead?
1: It was 1,741 miles, which okay. is 7.1%. And that's actually higher than we've had for quite a while. Right. Like You're shooting
0: for five, right? We'd
1: like five. Anything under 10 is, is typically acceptable. Mm-hmm. But we've been closer to five and even a little lower than five, I think, for the last... I should have looked this up, but for the last four or five, maybe even six months, okay, okay. we've been closer to that five percent number. And the reason we got the the uh, the higher than normal rate or deadhead miles this time is because we've been hauling a lot of potatoes, uh, and we have to go up. It's about a two hundred mile deadhead to go pick the potatoes up from Salt Lake, and then you know we'll pick them up in Salt or in in Idaho. I was
0: going to say you go up to what Pocatello or something. Yeah, like Pocatello,
1: that. Rigby. Mm -hmm. Um, that area of Idaho. And then we'll take them to North Carolina or or Georgia or somewhere. So it it ends up being a really long run, but there's still a, a, you know, 10% roughly deadhead to get up there.
0: Right. But,
1: but they're good paying loads. So it's worth it.
0: According to your need for a drum roll, I'm going to guess that this was all worth it. Right. So, uh, so what was total revenue for the month of March?
1: Sixty-nine thousand thirty-nine and nine cents. $69,000, $69,000, $69,000, $69,000, which is that's, incredible.
0: that's, uh, that's not just a record that, that blows, that blows your other door. records yeah. out of the water. I right? think,
1: I think last month I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I can't remember. We were closer to 30,000. Okay. And, and we and, had, and that was, we pretty had, good. Two, that was a good month. It was a good month. And we had, I think two and a half, you know, one truck for the whole month and the second truck for maybe half the month. Um, we may have been closer to thirty-five. It was somewhere I think between thirty and thirty-five thousand. So yeah, it was really good. Rates were as good as I have ever seen them on the spot market.
0: What did you end up with as far as your rate per mile? Two dollars and eighty-one cents a mile. Two. At, uh, okay, so hang on, hang on. Let me let me see if I remember this correctly. Anything approaching two was good. I think one eighty was your absolute basement when you like. I need yeah. to get one eighty when you're running one truck. Yep, and your all-in rate was two eighty-one. It was so. That includes jethead miles. How did you manage that?
1: I think there were actually quite a few factors that contributed. That probably the biggest one is really it's just the market. The market right now is really good. Um, There's there's a much bigger demand for trucks than there are out on the road, and I think a lot of that is because the economy is getting better. Inventories are starting to need to be replenished, and so there's just a, a a big demand for freight. Then on top of that there's a, a driver shortage. It's getting as hard of a as I think I've ever seen it to hire drivers. And so I, I think trucking companies probably have the ability to put more trucks on the road. They've got more trucks, but there's just it, it you're having a hard time finding drivers that will will go in there. And so that really bodes well for the owner operator because the bigger trucking companies are short, the freight still needs to be hauled and it just it gets easier and easier for small trucking companies to pick up Additional freight and, and make really good money.
0: So for the average person listening to this podcast, um, thinking about getting into the owner operator gig, or they've been doing it for a little while, uh, this is great news for you. You're in a different stage where you're you're buying trucks, you're hiring drivers. This is a rough time for you. It's getting harder, yeah. Despite the uh, you know the sweet sweet profits, yeah, sweet smell of money, Chris. It
1: is. We're we're having a hard time finding finding <laughs> drivers.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, fine. Twist my arm. Um,
1: <laughs> you yeah. gonna come drive? Oh boy! <laughs> a, I can think of worse ideas. Uh. I, I can,
0: <laughs> but not many. Uh, okay, so we had a, a rate per mile of two eighty one, and that brings in a profit of what?
1: We netted twenty thousand three hundred fifty dollars and seventy four cents.
0: Twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. So that was it for a, a month of. Uh, of Holland assets that yep. is not bad so not bad at all this is um in my mind this is an excellent illustration of kind of what you've been talking about for a while you know increasing the number of trucks it, yeah it's going to increase the the uh, the stress the organizational uh needs but the upside is is there right now and this this is an amazing month as far as you know the rates and whatnot but this is two not even two and a half it's like two and a quarter trucks out on the road and you still managed the profits that you did yeah right?
1: and and on top of that we uh, we nate and i started paying ourselves a little bit of money outside of the the you know driver wages Nate just being just to the, the, the partner that partner. you brought on um, to, for, for the time that we're putting into running the business. Yeah. So it's, you know an admin expense. So you add that factor on top of an additional expense that we haven't had before and to still realize that kind of a profit is it, a good month.
0: Yeah, I'll say. So, um, we've got those numbers, then a profit of just over $20,000 did, <sighs> Was this so high in part because nothing cut into that? Did you have any repairs, maintenance, things that, you know, that we normally see uh, cutting into those monthly profits?
1: So we did. We, you know, the first one that I just mentioned that uh, Nate and I started paying ourselves a little bit of money that cut into it. But then, you know, we had what I would call kind of a typical um, set of uh, repair expenses. Uh, It was a little over $4,000. We had to replace a fridge. Um, we had to do some repairs on the DPF system on truck number one. Um there were some expenses associated with getting truck number three all set up, you know, installing the ELD stuff and a few other things. And there then there was just kind of a bunch of other little tic tacky y um repairs that we had to do. So and, and that totaled up to about four thousand dollars, which for two trucks is, you know, a pretty normal month, you know, right. two thousand dollars in in repairs per truck in a month that's
0: that's not low but hey you know chris you've got the cvsa road checks coming up and you have what 98 running lights per truck that you've got (laughs) a that you've got to worry about is that right
1: maybe we'll have more more expenses (laughs) next month getting that ready to go
0: that's right once your christmas tree is on the road Uh (laughs) uh-huh so okay well that that's that's really cool and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, rates aren't going to be this amazing all the time. Um, and so this is the kind of thing that we talk about ad nauseum. I'm sure people are tired of it if they uh, listen to us enough, but I'm going to say it again. It's a good month. Save your money. Be smart. Yeah. Uh, know that uh, you know if you were able to take advantage of these rates in March like Chris was, then now's a good time to uh, s- put some of that money away and be ready for when rates aren't so great. Yeah, right. Don't, and, and
1: probably as important or more important than putting money away is just, you know, don't go out and say, okay, Hey, I'm making this much money. I'm going to go buy my new pickup truck that I'm going to now have a payment for, for the next five years, you know, that, and because I guarantee in a five-year period, you're going to run into times when, when things are a little bit more lean. So, you know, just don't think that, that a, a month like this, or even, I think it's going to be like this for a year. I wouldn't be surprised if the rest of this year the rates are really really good. Just don't think that that's the norm and don't straddle yourself with debts or payments that are going to be long term because it, it you're going to get yourself into trouble. Yeah it, yeah. it may not happen this year, it may not happen next year, but two or three years down the road, you know, you could really see yourself in a in a tight spot.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, uh, Is there anything else from the numbers that we need to get into, Chris, uh, you know, as far as how this happened or lessons that you're taking? Anything like that? Any final thoughts on the numbers? Um, I don't think so. No? Okay. feel like we're pretty good then. So let's get to our impact tip. And like I said, I, I did read ahead on this one. I like this impact tip a lot. Why don't you hit me with the one sentence summary?
1: I, can you even call this a sentence? Um, <laughs> always follow through.
0: That that Three is indeed that it. is a sentence, Chris. Is that, yeah. It's
1: got a subject and whatever else. I can't even remember from grade school what the structures of a sentence is. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's 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 why that's why you that's got why you're here, yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. That is indeed. I'm glad a sentence. you've
1: you've you've uh, you've settled the debate that this is a good sentence.
0: <laughs> always follow it's through.
1: Stamped by Craig. Yeah, well,
0: that's uh, that's my job. So always follow through. Now this one is. Um, it Feels self explanatory. Always follow through. Essentially, in my mind, that means do what you say. You're, what you say you're going to do, right? And that's
1: really what it boils down to. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you make a commitment to do something, you know. Especially when you say, "Hey, I'm going to do this at a certain time," or "I'm going to meet with somebody." You know, really stick to it. You know, many people, especially people who are successful, who are really the people you want to be doing work for they value their time as much or more than just about anything else out there. So the last thing you want to do is say you're going to do something and then end up wasting somebody's time.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, this goes beyond or a, like adjacent to the business stuff. This is a personal life philosophy that should be adhered to, absolutely. right? I was, as I was thinking about this, you sent this over and I was thinking, yeah, you know, gosh, what, well, you know, what are my examples from my, professional life of me or somebody else doing or not doing what they were going to say. All I could think about was um, friends that I've had or almost had in my personal life through the years and how the ones who are like the ones who you're able to make a connection with and who you're able to keep around for a long period of time. These are the people who are there, who make commitments and stick with them, you know, say, yeah, sure, I'll come help you move or clean your garage or, you know, whatever. And who actually show up. Yeah. Um, And so that this is the type of thing that we can all recognize no matter what our professional situation. We see this with our family and friends constantly. Those relationships that you value the most are the ones where people do this. You know, they they follow through. They do what they say they're going to do when they said they were going to do it. Um, But that because it's so recognizable, I feel like it's uh, easy to take that into a professional business uh, environment right yeah
1: as, as important to, as that is in, in your personal life you know you, you think about the friendships that you've had for a long period of time that have lasted a long time they're not the kind of people that you you know hey we make plans let's do something together next week on friday and then you know friday comes along an hour before you're supposed to meet up they call say, hey we're backing out you know the friends that are constantly doing that kind of thing you typically don't maintain a good long relationship with them, right? Because they just, they keep, they keep burning bridges.
0: Yeah. At least not a close one.
1: Yeah. And, and the same thing happens with business. If you, if you want to um, be successful in business, you've got to establish that long term relationship. You've got to show somebody that you're there for them, that you're committed, that you're going to, you know, you're going to go a little bit above and beyond. Even if, you know, something happens bad on your end, you're going to figure out how to work through it and not let it affect them on their end. And when you develop that, you develop trust and you know that that's um, what ultimately helps drive the business. And I think that's one of the reasons we're starting to see even more success in Holland assets now that we've been doing this for two years, is we've established some pretty good relationships with brokers who see that we follow through with our commitments, we have um, good drivers, who make their appointments and do things right. And so now they're trusting us with their most important freight, which is typically the best paying freight, the, the jobs that they don't want to lose. And we get to benefit in that too, because we can we get higher rates. They're willing to pay us a little bit more because they know we're going to do a really good job for them. Um, a, a lot of the loads that we've done over the last few months, you know, probably about 25% of them are from one, one broker that we're just getting really, really good rates through because... We've worked with them for a while and they trust us.
0: So this is the, uh, the fruition of something that you talked about early on in the podcast. And I mean, first five or 10 episodes early where you were talking about um, it takes time to cultivate relationships, whether it's with brokers or directly with the shippers. It takes time to do that. And so you were you were telling me about how, you know, I am going to make sure that I'm on the ball every load every single time not because it's going to pay off this month or next month in the way that you're talking about now but because it's going to pay off in a year or two years yep. or whatever right
1: it take yeah exactly and it takes time to establish that track record it it just doesn't happen overnight you can't haul one load and deliver one load on time and expect somebody to trust that you're going to do that every time when they've seen you've you've done that you know time after time after time after time that's when you establish that trust and they know hey these guys are going to do a good job for me, no matter what.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, makes a lot of sense. I think you've uh, wrapped it up really nicely. Unless you have anything else you want to add on the uh, the oh, what, always follow through impact tip. I <laughs> got to make sure I got the sentence just yeah, right. I,
1: I think I think that's it. It's a it's it's an important thing to do, and I've I think the next impact tip is going to be kind of a little bit of a extension to this one.
0: Okay, so just kind of tying them together then. Yep. Okay. Well, very nice. Chris, uh, let's go ahead and call it for today then. Uh, but I do want to remind everybody, as I failed to do at the very beginning, uh, to go to HollandAssetsLLC.com and check out the full show notes there. Make your comments. Uh, you know, we love hearing from the listeners there. Go to Facebook, find us on Facebook. And, Chris, this is our second filmed episode that's going on YouTube. So, and there's. We're growing up. And there's more that's going on YouTube as well. It's yeah. not just these episodes. There's other stuff that you're going to be able to find there. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel. There's there's stuff there for you to watch now. And there's going to be a lot more stuff for you to watch as it goes. Right? Fair?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, yeah, I hope people will go check us out uh, in all of these places. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate you uh, spending a little bit of time with us. And if you really like what we do, uh, if you find these episodes valuable, entertaining, uh, you know, none or all of the above, then (laughs) go and leave a five star review uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also, um, uh, yeah, just share us around, you know, whatever your your colleagues, your buddies who are also out on the road. uh, Hopefully they would find us valuable as well. So. That'd be a great compliment if you shared us around a little bit.
1: Absolutely. We appreciate it when you you share the good word.
0: Yep. (laughs) Well, I don't know. (laughs) All right. We're getting into some hot water now, Chris. We better cut and run. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. See you.